Let's take some shots. JK, we're sober. Okay. I'm Julie. I'm Kimberly. And I'm finally here with you in person, Kimberly. I know. I'm so excited. I had to, uh, our last episode, we actually um, recorded on Zoom because I had the C word, the COVID. <laughs> and I was exposed to the C word, so I had to quarantine for 14 days myself. Sorry. <laughs> so I was actually thinking we could kind of like... I don't know. I was actually, when I was quarantined, I was thinking about how this whole pandemic is like, it's like wild. I remember when it first started, people were talking about, um, like, oh, I can't believe liquor stores that they're considered essential and blah, blah, blah. And at first I was like, oh my God, how could I keep them open? But like, (laughs) if you think about it, people... If they're not sober and they're an alcoholic and not just socially drinking, like, they kind of need it to live. Otherwise, they could die if they don't have it. Yeah, that's very true. And, you know, there, and we live in a time where day drinking and just drinking in general is so glorified and part of, um, part of, like, Every day, yeah, like activity. E- everything revolves around drinking. And I remember yeah. when everything first, it was like, uh, oh, you can get alcohol to go. I was like, damn, where was this when I was drinking? I know now you can get it delivered. I think it's, I don't know if it's out here, but I know in New York City, you can I, get it delivered. It is. I see um, signs all the time that say, like, take out food and cocktails. I just need to say, if that was a thing when we were drinking. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'd probably be dead. I got sober before I could try all the seltzer. Like, oh, yeah. All the spikes, like all the white claw. Yeah, I never got to try that. Damn. I I think I said in my last episode that I was like bitter that my last last drink was like not the seltzer I wanted it to be. But, you know, that's, it's fine. I saw a commercial post Malone with a spiked seltzer and for like a split second I experienced FOMO. (laughs) I was like, oh, no. Damn. <laughs> what does that taste like? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think it's really cool how, I mean, in literally our last episode, you were talking about how you started to get sober in a pandemic and how you relied a lot on Zoom. Like, it's all you had. Yeah, and I'm thankful for Zoom because I am starting to wonder if, it wasn't for the pandemic and having access to Zoom if I would have attended as many meetings as I did, where as if we weren't going through this pandemic, I would have had to put extra effort to get in my car and drive myself to a meeting, sit through the meeting, where in a way, in a sense, it helped me on a personal level for me specifically. I could just turn on my computer, sit in my pajamas, Mm Um, you know, listen to the preamble, share my story, yeah. and kind of get a feel for AA, and kind of get a feel for 
um, everything that goes along with it and just speaking with other fellow alcoholics because they would do fellowship after and we would all just kind of like hang out in the room afterwards. Yeah. And which I always thought was so cool because we're, we're in a pandemic, we're in quarantine. So it's like, people want to sit and talk. You're going to sit and talk. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's nothing else to do. You might as well. So it, it was nice. And, you know, I, and for me specifically, what has happened in 2020 has been nothing but, you know, the pandemic is terrible. We lost so many people to COVID, to overdoses because we were in quarantine and because of COVID. So if it wasn't one, it was the other, but it also helped people in another way. Mm-hmm. And I think I was one of those people where it helped me. Yeah. I remember when um, I was trying to, like, make sense of everything. And I was like, well, I don't understand why, like, what higher power, what God, what universe, what who would allow this to happen? Like, who in their right mind would allow all these people to get sick, all these things to happen? Like, I just thought it was so, like... Like, the world was ending, for a lack of better words. Like, I was like, well, this can't be, like, no good can come out of this. Like, nothing. Like, what good is going to come out of this? And like you just said, you got sober. And, like, I was thinking about all of the different good that can come out of it is, like, a lot of people have to learn how to, like, sit and be with themselves, and be with their own mind, and be with their own thoughts, and for people who have problems with that, like people who suffer from mental illness, and alcoholics, and drug addicts, and whoever it may be, you know, whatever it is, whatever you're suffering from, overeating, over sexing, whatever it is (laughs) that you're doing, you know, like you now can't. Or you couldn't as much anymore. So, you know, it was a lot of just figuring out how to be okay. And I think a lot of people had to learn how to slow down and how they needed to not like constantly do, 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 do. And like, that's the kind of person I am is I'm very like, I need to do this. I need to, I have my schedules, I have everything. And then for a while, like I was just working at home and like sitting at home and doing my meetings at home. And I was like, oh my God, if I don't get out of this house soon, like what am I going to do? And I was talking to a few people and they're like, well, why don't you like, I don't know, spend some time with your family. I was like, whoa, (laughs) that's a crazy idea. You know, like all these little things that we take for granted that we don't do all the time, you know, like spend time with our family, call our grandparents if we have them in other states, like talk to other people on the phone or play a game or watch a movie, like draw, color, paint, you know, you like to paint, like write a song, like, you know, whatever it is, like it gives people so much time to... I think like that that was like the whole point of all of this was just to kind of force everyone to just slow down and like be. Yeah, and like kind of get to know yourself. Yes. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Very cuz you know, you don't like especially for us, like we masked our feelings for so long and we masked everything for so long and then to just have to be with us and no one else. Besides, like, whoever you live with, it's just kind of, like, shit. <laughs> like, I don't know if I like what goes on in my head all the time. Like, I don't really. That's why I drank. 
I know. And, like, I have lived alone now these last couple years. And I think, like, I'm so thankful. I adopted a second cat in August. Nuggets. But um, I only had my beautiful son, Lucky, who <laughs> looks like a panther. And um, living alone, being in quarantine, not being able to leave the house, being scared to leave the house, and having your groceries delivered. And then you get your groceries delivered, and you let them sit outside. Then you're wiping them down before you put them in <laughs> your fridge. so insane. Like, you know, then I'm specifically, like, searching for hand sanitizer that doesn't smell like cheap vodka fact like that is some hard <laughs> shit to come by yeah Vo- vodka that doesn't smell like hand sanitizer hand sanitizer <laughs> that doesn't smell like vodka that's yeah because it's like in the beginning it was very triggering for me to the point where at my four months i remember i went to breakfast with my sponsor and they put like it was really weird it was like a gallon of hand sanitizer they put on the um, table, on the table. <laughs> it was at flows at by Corey beach okay okay um and it smelled so bad like alcohol and we put it on our hands and my sponsor because i was so newly sober she was like don't smell your hands and she was like, <laughs> <laughs> i was like okay <laughs> i love it i love it um yeah i really you know it's a lot of um i don't know just learning to be And that's something that I feel like both of us have really struggled with, but then also have gotten pretty good at is like being okay with ourselves. And um, because I think when we have a lot of time to sit with our feelings and sit with our thoughts, that's when we become like super judgmental of ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, like I don't know, I'm learning to be gentle on myself and I always get told that you know like Julie just be gentle on yourself like relax like it's okay like you're allowed to think what you're thinking you're allowed to feel what you're feeling and I feel like that's such a huge I don't know like a really big thing for me is just trying to be okay with what goes on in my brain and not wanting to like just say like being sad about something like why are you sad about this like you know if you do like you're so stupid you're like all the negative self-talk just like that's the time when it comes is when you're not really doing much and when you're not actively with people yeah no I agree with that and that kind of brought this into my mind I've always told my friends like when they're going through something I'm like, you know, being stuck in your head can be very dangerous. Like, if you want to talk, like, I'm here. Mm -hmm. And then there's times where I'm like, take your own fucking advice, Kimberly. Like, get out of your own head because that is dangerous. And then we got put into this quarantine. Everything got shut down. It was like we had no choice, like, like you were saying, but to be in our homes, in our heads. And I love dissecting things. Yes. So, so, oh my God, remember that one time I got drunk five years ago? <laughs> <laughs> like, if I didn't say this and if I didn't do that and if I would have acted this way and I blah, 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 and all of a sudden my stomach is like turning and I'm like, I'm going to vomit right now. Like, why am I like thinking my way to vomit? Like, this is so terrible. <laughs> I'm like overthinking so much. That happens to me all the time. 
It's so easy to do, especially like if you're a naturally anxious person, it's just so easy. And like, I grew up being an anxious person because of like the way my household was like always like, oh my God, like no one can come over because what if they see this? Like, I don't know what they're walking into. Mm -hmm. So like I always, you know, grew up with like this level of anxiety and then I grew up and became an adult and then that level of anxiety changed to something different about different things and you know, while you were on your way over, I was like, well, I have to vacuum and wash my face. And you were like, oh my God. (laughs) I'm like, can you stop? Like, it's fine. (laughs) Like, if you walked in my room right now, you'd probably like, I don't even know, bring your vacuum over. (laughs) But I think what you said um, before, like how you tell your friends, um, you know, like don't keep things bottled in, blah, blah, blah. It reminded me, one of my friends said one time, they were like, can you be nice to my friend Julie? Like, can you be nice to her, please? Because I really love her. And I think she's a great person. Can you can you stop with the self negative self-talk? And I was like, wow, I'm going to use that now. So, like, now if I have a friend and they're, like, like shitting on themselves, I'm always like, can you be nice to Kimberly? Because I really like Kimberly. So I'd appreciate it if you didn't talk like shit to Kimberly. And it kind of, it makes you think, because, like, if you sit, if you're sitting with me, right, and we're, if you're, you are sitting with me, but, like, if we're venting to each other and we're talking, like, the comforting, warming advice that you're giving to me and the direction of positivity and, like, going down the, okay, well, you can do it. Like, you got sober. You can do anything. Like, you just have to pray on it, put your mind to it. Like, you know, like, you can do it. Why don't we give that type of advice to ourselves? Like, ever. Because I think it goes back to that cliche is you're your own worst enemy. Yeah. Yeah. I think it goes back to that sometimes. And, you know, I'm almost thankful that, like, I just went through my first Christmas sober. Yes, queen. And, yeah. And I think I owe a little bit of it to quarantine. I quarantined on Christmas Eve. Um, I did spend Christmas Day with a friend. And I was fine. Yeah. I didn't feel the need to drink. Which and, is which is amazing. Yeah, because usually by like seven o'clock on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve, like it's Blackout City. Hour, <laughs> like done. Kim's had enough. Go to bed. Yeah, literally. I, the holidays are hard. And I think that's something also that we like these holidays have been so weird. I saw so many people, even for like Christmas and Thanksgiving and like so many people were Zoom, what they call zoom miss. Welcome to my zoom miss. Like instead of <laughs> Christmas, they had like a, I saw so many pictures on Instagram stories and here and there of like people having Zoom family get togethers. And that's what I had to do for Christmas. Like this was the first year in ever that I think in ever or one time I was in Israel but like the first year in so long that I didn't wake up with my sisters there that we didn't you know open presents together and normally what we do is we each open one gift at a time it's like I open a gift show it off you open a gift show it off and instead I'm like on whatsapp because my little sister doesn't have an iphone so we have to whatsapp all the time so we're on whatsapp together and like she's in her apartment with her girlfriend and their two dogs and 
they're like, I don't even know what's going on over there. And I'm like, wait, what are you opening? Wait, wait. And I'm like yelling. I'm like, wait, let me see. Let me see. <laughs> like trying to see what's going on. And then my older sister is sitting there at her boyfriend's house with his family. And she's all the way in Florida. And she's like, what's going on? And like, we're all, it was just like chaos. Like, I mean, my family's very chaotic sometimes in general. Like there's always stuff going on, but it was just different. And like, like I said before, when we were having lunch, like we don't have to drink over it anymore, which is like so cool. All those reasons that we thought we had to drink, we don't, it's no longer valid. Like we don't have to drink over it. Yeah. We don't have to drink over it. Like in nothing, there's not one situation on this earth. Like I try, I think about it sometimes. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) that would, that drinking or using a drug would make better. Or, like, fix. Like, there's nothing. Nothing. No. Like, I used to be, like, breaking up with someone. Someone died. A perfect example. Death. My poor little Sheila Bunny. I just had to put her down, like, two days ago. And three days ago. And I don't have to drink over that. Like, I don't have to sit and roll a blunt and get high or, you know, drink and be like, oh, I'm having this glass of wine for you, Sheila. Like, my bunny doesn't drink wine. Like, she (laughs) wouldn't care if I had a glass of wine. You know what I mean? Like, it sounds silly, but it's like, there's no, no drink and no drug will bring someone back, will make a breakup hurt less, will make a family situation better, will make ourselves better better like there's just nothing like I was thinking the other day like while I was doing all of this and I'm like I'm handling this situation with like such a grace and dignity now when normally like bringing my pet to the vet is something that I didn't do because I was too worried about getting drunk and too worried about you know doing my own thing and now it's like I'm able to not only take care of myself but take care of animals and take care of, you know, other people and help them because I don't have to drink over it anymore, which is so cool. Yeah. Um, it's something that I've learned over these past nine months because I'll be nine months sober on Tuesday, which is like, yay. So fun. I know. I really never thought I'd do it. And you know, Like I said, you know, AA isn't the only way, but it's my way. And um, I'm almost finished with the last step. And I am just, like, in shock. I'm like, holy shit. Like, Mm -hmm. I fucking did it. Yeah. Like, I did it. Well, what do we say? Nothing changes if nothing changes. Yeah. Like, if you want to change, you have to change. You can't just, like... Like, I used to, when I was in, like, my first, like, going through my steps and doing everything, like, I'm like, I just, like, don't get why I'm not getting better. Like, I'm not thinking, I'm not feeling, and it's like, well, what are you doing different? Like, you're not living in solutions. You're not, like, I was living in, like, my problem. Like, I would sit, and this goes back to being in quarantine and, like, overthinking and being in your own brain and just being with yourself. Like, it's like... What are you doing to live in the solution? Like, are you just going to sit there and in like a ball of self-pity? And like, it's okay to be upset sometimes. Oh, anytime you're upset, it's okay. And it's okay to cry. And it's okay to be angry and mad and happy and sad and everything in between. But if you're any of the negative emotions or emotions that don't make you, that, that don't lift you up and make you feel good, instead of just basking in them, do something about it. 
And that was like my, like I loved basking in my negativity. Like I loved sitting in my bed, being depressed as shit and being like, people don't understand my depression. No one's helping me. Well, like, okay, Julie, what do you need to do to help yourself today? Are you going to get up? Are you going to shower? I don't know. Are you going to bathe today? Like, are you going to do anything to help yourself maybe feel like a little better? And like, I used to not. And like, depression is very real. And it's something that I'm dealing with now. You're, you know, we both are dealing with our stuff. And it's like, but we, we try, we try to do what we can to like little things here and there to like make our day better. And that's what I think that's definitely something I learned during this whole pandemic is like living in the active getting better phase rather than sulking in the shit phase yeah um I agree with you on that because I've been guilty of it even during this pandemic like there was when I was about four months sober um there were in-person meetings opening up and I had gone to a meeting and I had shared that I was gonna drink that I wanted to drink And the best thing I could have ever done was go to that meeting because I remember I didn't call my sponsor. I didn't call another alcoholic. I didn't call anybody. I had a plan. And then instead I was like, I'm going to go to the meeting. Mm -hmm. And I went to the meeting and I went home that night and I didn't drink. And it's those little things that we do, you know, instead of sending that giant ass paragraph to someone bitching at them about what they did, how they made you feel, blah, blah. Like no one's assigning you feelings. Your feelings are your feelings. They're not always fact. It's a fact that you're feeling them, but not everyone hates you. No one thinks you're this. No, you know what I mean? Like you assign and I, not you, everyone, we all have the habit of like assigning other people their thoughts and their feelings and how it makes us feel. But it's like, instead of doing that, it's just like you're making the little changes. Like you went to that meeting. Instead of sending that giant paragraph, I backspaced it and I put my phone down. Something little like that, like not sending a psychotic, like text message, you know, like I, I don't. And, like, those little things for me help. And, like, getting in the shower. That's, like, big sometimes. If you're depressed and if you're not feeling your best, like, getting up and bathing, crying. Sometimes for me, crying. I always say this to our friends, that crying is the universe and it's just cleansing your body. And sometimes, like, I used to get mad at myself for crying. Hmm. like I used to be like don't cry why are you crying like it's not worth it like you shouldn't be crying you shouldn't like why shouldn't I be crying I want to fucking cry I'm gonna fucking cry and it's like my body cleansing and like getting rid of all the toxic nasty negative energy inside of me but you know little things like that is definitely definitely living in the solution yeah I mean over the summer um you know things weren't really open until maybe like midsummer. I would do little things like I was working from home, but I would put makeup on. Mm-hmm. I'd straighten my hair because I was trying to feel normal because not only did the world shut down, I just gave up alcohol and drugs. <laughs> Your <laughs> world shut down. 
like everything shut down. Like yeah. I was put in a little box mm-hmm. and I had to figure out what to do in that little box, which I call my basement apartment. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a good point that you bring up though. Like putting on makeup and straightening your hair. Like I used to just be like, well, for who? For yeah. what? Why am I going to get dressed? Why am I going to get ready? Why am I going to do my hair? Why am I going to shower? Why? Who am I going to see? Who am I trying to impress? It's not impressing anyone. It's like feeling good and like actively doing things to make yourself feel good. And like not, like I said, not sitting and sulking in the depressing self-pity box we can sometimes put ourselves <laughs> in. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think that... Uh, Definitely, definitely important stuff to talk about is learning how to be okay with yourself and learning how to, you know, sit with yourself. That's so crucial during this time. Yeah. And um, I think also just to touch base on the holidays again, um, with everything that's going on and the numbers going up and people wanting to be separate again, you know, this also might do us a favor in regards to not drinking by not going to parties for New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Like, that actually might help some people. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it might do the opposite. But I know for me particularly, like, you know, normally I would go to my dad's, which there would be drinking. Mm-hmm. And th- they drink on New Year's <laughs> Eve. And, um... Which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, one day out of the whole year, they're going to drink. Like Yeah. Um, they're not us. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're not us. And so, you know, this year, I'll be home. And I'll probably go to bed before midnight because I have work <laughs> the next day. And, you know, I'll have my first sober New Year's Eve. <laughs> hey, you know what? Bringing in 2021. 20, God, I feel like what even happened twenty twenty. Bringing in the new year, not hungover, sounds pretty, um, pretty fucking awesome. If you ask me, I know I'm gonna wake up and be productive. Like, what is that? It's so crazy. <laughs> it is like, like mind blowing to be able to. I I am like so grateful that hangovers do not exist in my life. Well, no, I should say hangovers exist emotional hangovers exist when I'm not taking care of myself and when I'm not doing like you said these little things to make ourselves feel better that's when like when I get involved in drama when I like feed into other people's negativity and shit you know that's when I wake up and I'm like oh did I just get drunk last night like why do I feel like death like a walking grim reaper right now like it's because (laughs) emotional hangover I'm not taking care of myself but you know, I think um, this pandemic has definitely helped me work on my, um, I guess, what do they call it? Like emotional sobriety or something like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But um, I don't know. I think that's all I have to say for today. Yeah, I think we touched on a lot of good things today. And thank you guys for listening. And uh, tune in next Sunday. And don't forget to hit subscribe. Yay. Bye, guys. And don't forget, stay strong and stay sober.